Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzon. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Francis Fahey, I am John Boy, I am the host of the program. Joining me as ever is Clark Cunt. <laughs> that one submitted, of course, by Morgan the Woman. Oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> Just, I, at first, I thought you were going to say Clark Gaple. Oh! oh you bad. guys are my men who stare at goat seats. <laughs> yes! Yeah. He's going to put another one in! <laughs> has, wait, has anyone overlaid like the sun from... From uh, with the the Tinky Winky, Tinky Winky, Tinky Winky. The, with, with oh, the Teletubbies, Teletubbies with this with that baby face in the sun. And, oh, oh what are you God, Jesus, this, is a, this is a, 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 a wholesome program. Yeah, whole, this is wholesome. <laughs> this is a wholesome wholesome. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I wish I didn't, but I did hear that. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> the go see with the most. Yeah. <laughs> Handsome Matt Brousseau. Oh hi, how are you doing? I am great. Cape yeah, Cape I, Cape I hear you are the. Uh, the chosen candidate for the lemon party. Uh-huh, that's right. It's sour, but it's good. Yeah, they keep nominating me, yeah. but... Yeah. I'm not a tub girl guy. I don't know about those guys. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are always nominating me. Uh, Aaron Jospita. Uh, I didn't so, I didn't. I, I don't think like, I said your name. Everybody. I just said Clark Cunt. Well, that's my secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't use... I mean, a mild-mannered reporter, Clark Cunt. Yeah, he's not wearing the glasses, <laughs> so you can't... <laughs> <laughs> Known cuck... Clark Hunt <laughs> and simple-minded cock. Clark Hunt, simple-minded cock. Clark Hunt, huh? What? <laughs> Honey? Oh, okay. I'll come back later. Yeah. <laughs> D. Simple-minded, simple-minded cock. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know those guys, uh, like the guys in the cock movies. Mm-hmm. Like, they're always, like, sitting on the edge of the bed, and they got, like, their head in their hands, and they're like, oh. And then they start jerking off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Dude. Yeah, they're always, like. I mean. At first, they're so. What else are you They're so. They got to show the guy being humiliated, because that's how that's supposed to translate. then it's so hot watching or pleasured, you know? Yeah, you would think the guy would be just, like, have his cock out from the get-go when the guy rang the doorbell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would think. There's only one explanation for this. Uh I ordered a pizza? In this neighborhood? Uh Uh-huh. No, she ordered a pizza. I'm here to watch her eat it. Uh, Speaking of that sort of thing, um, I got a gift from our our very good friend, uh, uh, Chris, uh, from Sketch Party. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful, Chris. And I believe this is somebody ripping on uh, whatever uh, uh, the art style is of that the, the country that does the, the movie posters. They just watch the movie and make up their own poster. Oh, like sometimes it's like it's Thailand, like Thailand or something. Or, well, sometimes Poland like, does that, too. Yeah, Poland. And then some very various African republics. Yeah, I think I think a lot of countries, you know, if I'm guessing France probably makes their own posters because no, that's a different that's, language. No, no, no. They, they use oh yeah, I mean they use they. I mean what different language? Oh, I'm sorry, you guys are experts in French movie posters now. Uh, that, you, tell me, you see, you ever seen a French movie poster that looks like this, Jack? <laughs> Jacques, Jacques. Okay, here we go. Boogie, yes, I have seen that. 
Oh my God! Those boys are ready for. Look at the bottom! Wow! Those are uh, chopped off xenomorphs. Wow! That is almost certainly um, this one, Thailand or uh, the Philippines. I mean, it kind of looks like there's a gun on it, so it might be the Philippines. You know, I didn't know if it was like, but that's straight penetration down there. So hot! Uh, It is. It is straight penetration. And then you got you know (laughs) Alfred Molina's there. Alfred Molina is is why he bought it because you know we 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 love him so much. Yeah. Do you think that out of the alien dick, like the 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 pee hole opens and then another little dick comes out of it? Oh, probably. That's the pre. I think they're called a penomorph. Yeah, it looks like there could be a mouth coming out of that one on the bottom God, bottom so. uh, bottom right. I hope so, I'm th- I'm thinking this is a southeastern Asian country. I think it's I think it's a parody of that style. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. But very nice. Incredible I like it. stuff. I mean, I where mean, are you gonna put it up? I mean, we should maybe even possibly even keep it here in the studio. Yeah, I think that's uh, to have it. Oh, every, okay. Every, every, oh, okay. Well, I mean, you're not gonna have fucking girls what in here. What are you here? having a podcast? Why do you know? It's a very, features? it's a very, you know, there's lot, not a lot of reverb. It's a good place to, you right. know, we'll put one of your Masturbate. white for pleasure. Listen, we'll put one, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cover it up with one of your white power posters. Deal. <laughs> 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 that way, you know, she doesn't get all of bit out of shape. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We'll cover it up. Yeah. With some, with some, no, it's not we, a. It would dirty... be happy if we took a magic marker and right. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not a dirty porno poster. It's art. It's what, French. It's French. Tell it's French. You won't know the difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, that's just how they do it in France, yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. The alien uh, thing. They they use tits to sell butter on primetime TV. That's right. Yeah. Every time, every time, every every movie poster since Alien came out is edited to aliens. <laughs> just art. in France. And dicks. Whoops. Mm-hmm. I like that the aliens are circumcised. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. Should be, you know? The little mouse does it. It's self circumcision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Auto circumcision. Yeah. Self circ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's because they're pious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's why they well, don't. Well, we've these... seen Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. It all starts there, baby. Oh, boy, isn't that good? Really I guess good. I'll put it up in my house, you know, where. Uh, sure. You know, so just uh, the only hot guys going over there. <laughs> I really well, like it, though. I really do like, like it. It is quite nice, huh? Yeah, it's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, thank you, Chris. That was very sweet. Because you know, I don't even remember that scene. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. There's a lot of scenes in there that are, yeah, hard to remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard to remember. Um, so, uh, fellas. Mm-hmm. Fellas. Yes, yes, John? We have, uh, what, we ha- what we have here is uh, one of the ones I, you know, I came across um, during a previous episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, you know, going down this rabbit hole, I, I found another one along the way. Um, and I might save that one for our Patreon, I believe. Oh, boy. It's a little bit of a shorter one. It gets a little culty. Yeah, but it's thick. Um, yeah, short, thick. <laughs> Mouth all, coming out of it. <laughs> all that ill shit. Um, no, I want to talk about the, uh, the Black Eagle of Harlem. Mm. Uh, and this is one uh, when I was... Uh, Created by Stan Lee. Uh, no, hmm. no, uh, but cool. Coming out in theaters <laughs> cool. soon. There actually, yeah. there actually is a documentary about it that is three and a half hours long, which I would say maybe you could tidy that up. You know, it's not easy when you're doing one of these things to watch, sit down for, for a nice three and a half hour movie. Oh yeah. A guy like you. <laughs> yeah. A guy like me. Yeah. And then the subject matter. I mean, yeah. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if I, if, for me, I, if it, there would have to be two, two and a half hour parts, that's the only way I could do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, two and a half hour yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. So the, five. You but put, I thought yeah, you yeah. liked it uncut. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I'm just saying that's how that's how all my profiles end up being. It's true. Um, so yeah, uh, we're, we're talking here about uh, Hubert Fontelroy, uh Julian, and uh, I came across him uh, when uh, Julian was what he went by. Uh, Hub- Hubert. But Julian was the fourth name? The last name. Oh, Hubert yeah. Fontel... Fontelroy. Fontelroy. Yes. Mil- got it. Got it. Um, you don't see a lot of Fontelroys around anymore. No. No. I mean- uh, born in 1897. Um, and he died two weeks, like three weeks after... No. Wait. Four or five weeks after I was born. In, okay. In 1983. Are you saying uh, there's a connection there? Uh, no. Okay. No. Um, but, you know. Maybe. Um, yeah, I think he was like, all right, this guy's got it handled. <laughs> black Eagle. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. The Black Eagle has ascended. <laughs> so, um, he was, uh, uh, from Trinidad and, um... And Tobago? <laughs> no, no, he's from, from Trinidad. <laughs> right. And, um, he was raised on a cocoa farm his father was a manager of, so he had, um, a little bit more, uh... Cocoa, like chocolate cocoa? Yes. Okay. Um, he had a little bit more, uh... You know, uh, cash rolling around yeah, then, really you know, coca farm. Some of the other kids. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, you know, he could go to like a decent school and um, he got to go to an aviation show. And the aviation show he went to, this is in ni- uh, 1913. Um, he went to see the Boland brothers. You know, all those early mm-hmm. uh, white American aviators, they yeah. were all brothers. Yeah, of course. For some reason. Well, it sells the tickets. Yeah. White guys, brothers. Because you, you, you think that maybe if one of them crashes, you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta have somebody on the ground to tell mom. Yeah, uh, I think I think the Wright brothers actually sent these guys. Um, you know, once they were finding that they weren't stealing stuff from their patents, they gave the Bolins like you know proper dues. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were you know working with like early biplane type shit. Um, and uh, so uh, they went to Trinidad and they're doing a show, and uh, Frank Boland. Uh, he was doing this exhibition flight, and uh, Hubert's on the ground, and he's completely taken with it. And then Frank just uh, engine goes out, and Frank just plummets to the ground and fucking dies in front of oh, this uh, 13, 16 year old child. Um, yeah, sixteen. And uh, Font- Fontelroy sees this. Fontelroy sees it up close, baby. And he goes, "Yeah, I, I could probably do better than that." That's yeah, the ticket. He yeah. goes, "I, I want to do that." And um, so uh, World War One starts, and then he leaves for Canada. Um, and, uh, he just starts hanging around, uh, the, uh, the aviation yard and, um, yeah, good move. Yeah. He just starts hanging around and, um, you know, it's, I, I guess probably going to be a little bit cooler because it is Canada for a black man. And also, uh, they would be both kind of Commonwealth. I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think he spoke with like a little bit of a, uh, a Brit accent yeah, yeah. because he had like the better education and stuff. So he goes up with this dude for the first time ever, who's named Billy Bishop and Billy Bishop was a, like, I think maybe the best, most successful flying aviator of World War One, flying for the entire British Empire. Wow! Hmm. He got um, a Victoria Cross, and he he was credited with seventy two successful missions. Like you know, back when they were doing, the, you know, you know yeah. how it yeah. was up yeah. there, dog fighting with pistols. In yeah, the yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they're, they're dropping bombs with their hands. Yeah, That's- and uh, he. Um, he fucking uh, he gets taken up by by this this dude and uh, it's like going up with Maverick. Yeah, yeah, and, he, yeah, and, yeah. and he gets shown the ropes, <laughs> and then he starts going up by himself, and he just very 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 quickly takes to aviation, mm. and um, you know after um, the war ends, there's a lot of aviation um, business cropping up in the states. Of mm-hmm. course, um, everybody sees that you know it's going to go this way, and he came up with a device 
that would come out with, during engine trouble when you pulled a lever mm-hmm. and it would ignite a uh, umbrella and and take the plane safely down. He came up with a, a plane a player, parachute for the plane, a parachute for the whole plane. But it was like, I think the first parachute at all. Mm-hmm. And but he was like, as an aviator, he's going like. Well, you got to save the plane. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I believe. But also, like, these planes aren't that heavy back then. They're right. all made out of wood, canvas. You and, know. Yeah. Did I mean? It sounds like something the penguin would make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I did I did did Da Vinci have like a triangular parachute at one point? That was actually his helicopter. Right. Okay. And it had um, kind of like a corkscrew, like instead of blades, mm-hmm. it had like almost um, a corkscrew canvas mm. that went mm-hmm. up. I mean it. Didn't work, but like right. he understood the principle of increasing air pressure below the the vehicle gotcha. to yeah. lift it up on a cushion of high yeah. pressure and, air. And uh, yeah, there were people who had experimented with parachutes, like that guy who jumped off the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. But I'll, maybe he might have also had a parachute too. But I'm thinking of the helicopter. Right, right, right. He did right, have right. a parachute. Just, um, also, what are you going to jump off of? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so they called that uh, the aeroplane safety appliance because. Um, <laughs> Billy, uh, excuse me, uh, Hubert's name for it was the Parachuta Grave Pre Resistra. I'm sorry? Yeah, but it's got parachute in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of shortening it to parachute, they went with the... They went with Aeroplane Safety Appliance. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, it's Canada. You know? Yeah, that's it. So he goes, um, he leaves Montreal, and he's like, uh, and he goes to Harlem, and um, he meets uh, Marcus Garvey. And, oh, uh, okay. You know Marcus Garvey? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. He tried to do kind of a Back to Africa movement. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, so he was the founder of the uh, Universal Negro Improvement Association and African Communities League, and um, considers, yeah, considered, declared himself provisional president of Africa. Yes, and um, he would, he would mar- I think he would, like he would march with all of these like fake like medals on oh, yeah. that. Gotta I mean, love the badges. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a profile worthy character. So um, this was a thing where um, the, the, the uh, 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 meeting him, I think, with that in mind, what you just said, mm-hmm. um, he call, starts calling himself Lieutenant Hubert Julian of, of the Royal Canadian Air Force. <laughs> 100% not true. Just not true. And he even gets um, like a fake military uniform it's this, tailored. It's the like, ultimate version of the, yeah, I've got a girlfriend. In Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a She's a job. model. Like, yeah. She can come to the dinner. Next I'm week. in the Royal Canadian yeah. Air Force. Oh, yeah. what division? The brave one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in, gonna, in Canada. I, I'm going to rank in Canada. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he gets, he gets into the, the Garveyism. And, uh, and uh, he uh, then uh, does uh, at Curtis Field in Long Island with Bessie Coleman. Hey. Oh, okay. That was where I came across this guy. Uh-huh. He did a parachute jump, so he had uh, you know somebody come, come up with him to, and, watch, to watch him die. Uh, yeah, <laughs> check me out. Hold, hold my beer. Hold, hold my Molson. <laughs> um, so then uh, he he hooks up with this guy Clarence Chamberlain, who um, he was a, a a white guy, but he was uh, you know one just, of the good ones though. <laughs> he was interested in actually uh, investing in black aviation and stuff, and he saw that this guy was. You know, he's a go-getter, and he and he's and he's um, he's uh, I think he was one of the first uh people to ever sail across the Atlantic with uh, like a single passenger, first trans- transatlantic uh, Chamberlain, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know uh, Hubert very much wanted to do that. Wait, wait, to wait, fly across? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, not yeah. sail. No, no, fly. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> and so, uh, Clarence Chamberlain kind of like taught him, like you know. 
the like how to really fine tune his flying and like really you know handle an aircraft and stuff like that. And he flew um, Hubert up above Harlem, where uh, Hubert proceeded to uh, parachute out several times. Holy shit! The most famous is which he wore a red jumpsuit while playing "Running Wild" on a saxophone. That's fucking amazing. Which your buddy uh, invented. Yeah, yeah, which uh, Adolf Sax invented. Yeah. Yeah. He, did, he had no idea it'd be used for such a cool act. <laughs> but Can you imagine looking out like your 50th fucking story. And there's a, there's a guy. Out, there's a guy coming down. And he had a thing, too. Jesus? Where he actually could um, sort of direct it. I think he had like a little motor on it or something where it could like blow. I don't know what it would, but it, he could basically kind of steer. So he could really kind of slow down this yeah, whole yeah. thing. You know, you can get the song's not over yet. Yeah. Well, you, you can kind of, there's probably like some pull tabs where, you know. Yeah. It um, opens up, closes. And, and uh, yeah, uh, there, was, there was one story where like, oh, man. It's right in black, man, with saxophone. Uh, and it's so Christmas. I, th I, think, I think it kind of misfired one time, and he ended up on the roof of the police station in Harlem. Oh, boy. And then uh, H. Allen Smith, uh, who wrote for the Arrested for trespassing, wrote for the paper. Uh, he declared uh, he declared uh, Julian the Black Eagle of Harlem. And um, yeah, did did he play any other songs? Just one. That's trip. the only one I heard of. One trick pony. Um, he would play a gold plated saxophone in 1923 <laughs> while cascading down well, from the air. Sank I mean, like a rock. <laughs> yeah, that explains why the depression was coming. Gold plated saxophone. So in 24. He's um he's uh with Chamberlain. He they're like well, let's do a transatlantic flight. We'll go down to Florida, then the West Indies, then it'll be Central America, Brazil, and uh in the in the middle of the Atlantic, St. Paul's Rock. Um, and then uh, it'll be uh West Africa, uh, Liberia, mm. and uh, so they got this uh one of those you know uh, pontoon planes or whatever, and um. He uh, he names it the Ethiopia, and uh, there's thousands of people on the Fourth of July uh, on, on the banks of the Harlem River, and um, a bunch of uh, the uh, investors, you know, they're all paid off, um, and he he just takes off, and a few minutes go by, and he realizes one of the pontoons filled up with uh, water. Oh, that's not gonna help. Which uh, throws it all off balance, and he crashed into Flushing Bay, and the trip was called off. Mm. Well, that's probably the best thing that could have happened of crashing to the. The trip is called uh, off. Yeah, yeah. Those two, yeah. Uh, better than being over <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. Another, yeah, another trip. Uh, it was it was postponed because um, uh, somebody attacked um, his plane while stored at Happy Land Park. Wow, that's a real misnomer. Um, and uh, after Amelia Earhart uh, did it, he was just like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> if she can't do it, uh, I mean, she was a, a quite a noted pilot. Uh, so when when these things are funded, do you know like? That, that would all be like Garvey and, and, yeah, and okay. the United Negro Improvement Association. Right, okay, yeah. okay. And um, so because of, because of like, you know, the, um, the great, uh, you know, he, he was very good at, um, you know, sh showing off and, you know, making, you know, crazy claims and stuff like that. And so he said... Uh, I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and he, he had a reputation, and it seemed to be kind of backed up that nobody really doubted he might yeah. be in the fucking Canadian Air Force, yeah. right? Well, yeah, I mean, he's jumping out of planes, playing saxophone, you know. And, and uh, because of, uh, I think, uh, intermediaries uh, from Jamaica and stuff like that, uh, Haley Selassie gets wind of him. Who's this? Haley Selassie, who, uh, who is the, the, the leader of, um, of the Ethiopian Empire. Oh. Hmm. And over there, they just have, like... Uh, um, 
you know, like a couple of planes. And um, he asks um, uh, Julian to come perform. And um, he does this amazing performance where he ends up like parachuting right down at Haley Selassie's feet. Uh-huh. Upon landing, Haley Selassie makes him a citizen of the country and, and promotes him to colonel. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Could you imagine just... Landing in his place. I sort now I know yeah. like it's yeah. like comic booky. Well, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I think it was like maybe like shortly before his kind of like coronation as, you know, uh uh the leader. And um so then he has him back for the actual coronation and um gives him the heart shaped herb. No, uh <laughs> no, um uh the his actual plane that was a gift from uh Halle Selassie's plane that was a gift from from uh some company in England. Um, Hubert Julian ends up crashing at the coronation in front of like thousands of people like Halle Selassie trying to impress. He is asked to leave the country <laughs> <laughs> shortly after. And um, please leave. Yeah. Um, but then when uh, the Italians are invading for the Second World War, mm-hmm. fucking Hubert just flies right back to help. Mm-hmm. You know? He probably is. It, does he have the only plane in Ethiopia? I mean... It- uh, Can't be that many planes. You, was it like no, he 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 had one of four planes in Ethiopia that he oh, crashed. Oh, okay. So he took down twenty five percent of Ethiopia's air force, and and the president's personal plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not- the, what did the president be like? There is only one man for the job. <laughs> Get me the black eagle. I think no. Uh, I, I, and then I, his phone rings. Yeah. It's like ah, oh, what? No, I think I think he went just unbidden. He was just like, I'm here I'm to here help. To, oh God, those the, those those stories are always. <laughs> Like nobody asked. <laughs> no, no, no. He got a commission to help defend okay, uh, the, the kingdom. Well, yeah. I mean, you got three planes, and this mm-hmm. guy's your colonel. You kind of have to do it. But how like, many people know how to fly? Oh, you know, them. like it's always like when the guy when Sean Penn goes to, you know, Hurricane Katrina. Right, right. Or like I'm here to help. It's like, sh- 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 yeah, just, just donate money to the people who know what they're doing. Yeah, uh, this so, guy knows what he's doing. He's flying planes. So, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's another American over there from Chicago, John C. Robinson. And he's like from Tuskegee, you know, like one of the founders of Tuskegee uh, Airmen and stuff. And uh, they got into a fist fight, and um, uh, him, him and him and Hubert, and uh, and so you know, it looks like you know, fucking Il Duce is gonna gonna make it in, and mm-hmm. and so fucking Hubert bails, mm-hmm. right? <sighs> and uh, that's that, that Canadian Air Force. Well, no, but I then mean- but then he came back, and and um, he he as a volunteer in the East African campaign of forty to forty one. So. Um, while he's stateside, he puts together like this all black uh, air show mm-hmm. um, called the uh, William Powell's Five Blackbirds, and uh, they would go in around California and the Midwest, just doing you know like air show type stuff. Do you know? Because now they're they're they they're definitely not flying the bi- the biplanes anymore, right? Now they're they're flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, like, they're yeah, they're definitely you know getting uh, getting more. Uh, I mean, Fancy. I don't know. They might be flying. You know, biplanes are still used as like trick planes. Sure, yeah, that's true. So yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know, but I think they're. I think they're kind of more like what you're going to see. Yeah, throughout the the Second World War. Okay, so like you know, Pro- those, propeller planes. Yeah, you yeah. know, with the well, they're all propeller planes. Yeah, but metal. Yeah, perhaps there might be metal in them. <laughs> yeah, there might be this new thing. So then uh, there is uh, what was considered, I guess, one of the greatest uh, uh, black film producer of the first half of the 20th century. This guy, Oscar Micheaux. Um, he uh, EAUX, yeah, correct. And um, he helps um, he starts helping uh, fund distribution for two of his films. So he's just involved with you know Black Enterprise, mm-hmm. and he's also um doing private flights for this guy Father Divine, and Father Divine is a guy that is uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, supposed to be God, 
Oh boy! And uh, we're gonna save that for the Patreon because yeah. once you find out about Father Divine, you're not clicking. You're not not clicking on that. So, link. so yeah. this is like an early version of the Lolita Express. Is what you're saying? Uh, no, it's actually not really that sketchy. It oh, seems. Okay. It oh. seems, but you know, who's to say? Um, <laughs> tune into the Patreon to find out. So yeah, yeah. D- during uh, uh, what they call the Winter War, mm-hmm. uh, the Finns and the Soviets, mm-hmm. um. Julian and a bunch of Americans, they, they leave uh, to just go help. And um, then uh, I guess he just didn't see any action. You know, he probably forgot his skis. <laughs> and so he gets out, you know. Shit. Uh, I knew I forgot he's halfway over the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a feeling I was... Forgot making... to go back. And then, well, you know, he hears about, uh, uh, you know, Hermann Goring and Hitler saying that black people are like apes and stuff like that. And he challenges Goring to like an aviation duel. And, uh, you know, of course, he's not going to do that above the English Channel. Um, but it really hyped up Julian. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was like, look at this guy, man. And then um, Pearl Harbor happens and uh, Julian uh, is in his 40s now and he enlists in the military. Um, Late 40s or mid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, born 97, oh. 1897. So. Uh, he serves serves less than a year, becomes an American citizen, but he's discharged because of his, his age. Oh, Christ, uh, yeah, he wasn't even an American citizen. And so, he, yeah, he gets a, his rank is private first class. Oh. Not a colonel, not anything. Oh, boy. Real, real tough break. So then he's got this idea that he's like, he's going to um, start flying uh, around the world, you know, uh, supply planes and stuff like that. This is during the war? No, this is like in the 50s now. Okay, so we're now in the uh, Korea... Cold War. Yeah, but he's just got, you know, um, and so he uh, he gets, you know, um, some wind of the, the, the government of Guatemala uh, with, like, some military boots and stuff like that. Would they what? like a man with a saxophone? No, no, they don't need that. Oh. That's the Arbenz government. And um, so, you know, at the time, there was they were the democratically elected government. It was no big deal. Um, but there was a thing where they, then they, uh, you know, they freed up their land for, uh, the, the poor people. So now they're communists. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, and, no, and, no. I, and Eisenhower's like, he can't give them fucking anything. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, he's like, yeah, no problem. And he just ordered them like fucking eight, like cannons and they're, and they're coming straight, uh, you know, there. Uh-huh. And so he gets in heaps of trouble, but he's, he's made so much money. In the Julian. in the ensuing years, yeah, I, I think like by the, flying this the military equipment down there, yeah, anything they want. He's like he's like just tell me what you want. Yeah. He's kind of like an arms dealer, and yeah, he was he and he was a licensed arms dealer. He applied to be. Wait, you can apply for that? Yes. Yeah, man. How do you think we get all that shit to Ukraine? <laughs> I you know I I didn't think like an individual. It's not made by the United States government. It's all like Raytheon and I, well yeah I know that but this is just a guy Tony Stark was an arms this, dealer. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere. Well, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't realize they have conventions for these things. Well, his thing, his thing was like, <laughs> his thing was like, it it was simple stuff. Like, where like, he would see like, oh, it's it's military boots, and he's like, okay, well, this fucking place in Manhattan makes those, right? So he's like, I'm just gonna buy it for a, a nickel and sell it for a dime, right? Yeah. So there was a lot of simple stuff like that. But then after that, it's like, all right, well, I want this certain kind of cannon or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, I, he, then he would just go and find it. You know, he's traveled, man. He's got a plane. Yeah, it's a little easy. Uh, and so kind of knows how to find it, and then he would be like, "All right, just get it from there." So he just becomes even like a middleman, where he's not even necessarily got to fly these. It's things. vertically right. in, vertically integrated, man. But <laughs> the cannons are supposed to go straight there. There is a a bungle up, cock up, a fracas. Yeah, <laughs> and they go straight to New York. 
Oh. The cannons. The cannons. Go to New York. Go to New York. And then somebody, uh, some inspector goes, oh, where are these cannons going? They go, Guatemala. And he's like, no, oh, they're not. <laughs> and so then Julian gets flagged and, um, you know, uh, they take away his passport. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he just does this long campaign where he's like, look, dude, they weren't fucking communists when I started, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think after a few months, they just give it back to him. They're kind of like, all right, no more of that. Because then they can also see that he's also selling arms to Fulgencio Batista, <laughs> oh. who is certainly not a communist. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he, um, once, once the government was, uh, the CIA overthrew the Arbenz government in Guatemala, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Hugh uh, Rajulian immediately offered to do business with that guy. Well, you know, he's just, he, he just wants to do business. He has these cannons. He's got to hey, get rid you, of them. You know, Regimes come and go with right. business. Actually, uh, actually, what happened was, um, tell us what happened. He kind of made he he he. We started rolling around in in a Rolls Royce. Um, he started talking about like you know I got more in my pocket than most people make in a year. Uh, the reporters are all over him, and he's like, ah, yeah. He's like, you know, I do some business with them, but it's best not to talk about it. And like people are like, what are you doing? Shut up. Yeah. Um, because you're talking to reporters. You know what they do? Report. They report. Mm. They're, they're, they're famous for being snitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to everyone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so then the Arbenz government finds out, like, oh, you're making all this money that you can drive Rolls Royce, and he goes, uh, yeah, man. Wait, what are you, a commie? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, here's the thing, dude. Uh, he goes, um, I, yeah, I've, um, I sold you those cannons, but I didn't give you any shells for them. So then the Arbenz government is like, okay, we're sorry. Uh, and then got to come groveling back. You're the colonel. And then it's actually with the shells that, I, that go into Manhattan, and that's what he gets caught with. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, then he is, um, you know, he, he's doing it up with uh, Fulgencio Batista. And then also um, there was this guy in the Congo uh, whose name is Moshe something, and he was uh, Moshe Sambe. And he was doing some shit where, like, he was trying to do, like, a Congo within the Congo. So he could just like kind of like get some more money out of the mining. It's like a double Congo. You know what I'm saying? Like he it's was a Congo line. Yeah. He was <laughs> he was trying to just create like a false republic, you know. Um, and uh, so he was also he was also doing business with that guy. And um, was he selling him those guns that with the with the diamonds that shoot lasers to with the apes <laughs> that can talk? <laughs> Remember the motion picture of Congo? Oh yeah, Based yeah, off yeah. The Michael Crichton novel Congo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a district called Katanga, and uh, so they they were trying to secede during the early '60s, and um, yeah, the UN was totally against it, and of course, you know, he's diving in there with whatever the fuck they need, and um, he's an opportunist. He was yeah, he's a saxophonist. Yeah, <laughs> and and he was uh, jailed for four months, uh, I think, by the United Nations forces, and then his wife appealed to JFK and RFK, and they got him out. And they got him to come home. And he was in like the Hague or something, the, the UN. Uh, yeah, they might have imprisoned him like just in, in the Congo. Camp. Yeah, okay. Um, and because so, he was arming this separatist group. Yes, and they were they were like very much seen as like not nationalist, very much put in by the Belgians. Ah, uh, to sow discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, just just to secure mines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a puppet. Um, and so yeah, the um. What? The Belgians. <laughs> What's going on with him? Oh, the Belgians. The Belgians, man. Uh, yeah. Um, he, uh, 
he had a lot of, you know, f- kind of bogus claims, right, throughout his life, of course, and he was always just a showman. Mm-hmm. So there's so much, like, in this uh, Black Eagle of Harlem documentary that they're like, yeah, is this fucking true? Mm-hmm. Is right. this? And, like, so you got, it's a lot of filtering. Some people say he was a colonel in the Canadian Army. <laughs> but was he? Yeah. And you're like, uh, no, he wasn't. Yeah. And those people are him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and I want to get to the end of his life, but I want to take a quick break first, and uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, this is brought to you by uh, the new McUltras. Yes. The new MK Ultra is so good it'll wash your brain. <laughs> uh, naturally flavored. Rotate for flavor. That's right. You just got to turn it around. Jack for flavor. Maybe it's not at all brought to you by that, by the way. Well. No, we're brought to you by- Unless uh, they want to give us money. Or just free- Shit. Yeah. Uh, then we'll tell anybody to buy it, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll buy it for them. <laughs> Promo code- us. Promo code Meme by Sebs. <laughs> uh, made with organic <laughs> coconut water. So. Yeah, fuck that. Pretty good. Pretty good. You can hydrate while getting loaded. So for uh, for the rest of, of, of uh, Herbert Julian's life, uh, Fauntleroy, of course, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, you know, he basically would uh, retire. Um, retire from the gun running and the. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he had enough money. And now I think it was just kind of a thing like, it's time to keep a low profile. Yeah. The Rolls you know? Royce guy. Yeah. Well, I, did, uh, I guess he did get arrested. That might have changed his, like, perception of... Sure. Yeah, like, 200 grand in that time's money. That's quite a bit. Yeah, he was he was doing okay. You and invested, he, right? And he only ever mm-hmm. had, like, one son. Um, he was married, you know, uh, uh, for years uh, to him, and he knew, knew from his childhood in Trinidad, uh, Essie. And, you know, um, when she passed away, uh, he remarried and then had a son. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he would have been he would have been you know decently older by then. Mm-hmm. But that'd be like you know that would be the nineteen seventies. Um, but his son's still around, still talks, and you know when his son was asked about the political dealings and stuff, and he was just like, "Dude, my dad just cared about money." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? the Rolls Royce guy. Yeah, you know, um, and, and and it's funny too because he still was involved in a lot of that Negro uh, Improvement Association stuff mm-hmm. with Garvey and all that, but. You know, it's still that time in America, too, dude, where, like, you really, and a lot of people, you know, even that were, like, the leaders of whatever, whether it's Father Divine or, uh, you know, Garvey himself, you know, there's a lot of, like, I need to look out for myself here, too, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but but um, he would defend it, and he would say, like, I dealt with whoever was the legally sanctioned government of, of whoever. Right. And and I whatever they they were doing in their country is their business. Yeah, right. I didn't tell them how I'm to a, run the country. I'm yeah. a licensed arms dealer. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. thing, man. They're the head of state. They yeah. weren't a rebel yeah. group or whatever. Yeah, he's like, I don't live in the I, fucking Congo. How do I know? I'm not the CIA. I don't arm the rebels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Those guys are good. Yeah. yeah. In later years, um, he would have, um, uh, uh, he, would, he would go on um, Carson. He would go on Merv Griffin. Uh, There's pictures of him meeting Muhammad Ali. Uh, He was he was a huge celebrity, you know. Um, And you know the guy's got fucking stories. If you if you start with parachuting over Harlem, with a sax, yeah, Yeah. things only yeah are gonna get more and more interesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, he did he did do um, his first transatlantic flight in 1929. Um, But uh, you know by then he you know he kind of thought you know the hype had died down. 
Um, but he did do it, and that's you know how he became you know one of those guys that was you know I'm not doing it dro- dro- <laughs> dropping in and and visiting guys like Halle Selassie and stuff like that. Um, it's really funny that he was like just like lauded immediately soon after deported. <sighs> you know, you crash one plane and they're like, that's uh, that. Yeah, you yeah, take yeah, your stripes, that. your citizenship, everything. And <laughs> then he keeps going back. He took out the, a quarter of our fleet. Yeah. And he, this was our Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And that are, we, was, are we being attacked? So when, when he was stripped of all that stuff and then he still like flew back on Bidden uh, to help uh, Selassie out, people were like, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like, that guy really kind of made me actually like esteemed on the national stage like i i I can't i can't leave him with his fucking dick in the wind basically you know no i mean if you're flying i gotta repay my debt tenfold oh speaking of that 10 planes (laughs) there was there was a thing uh over atlantic city speaking of dick in the wind yes yeah uh he did get his dick in the wind um he was Uh, perhaps the first nude parachutist what uh yeah uh not not by choice um Yeah, he, he, he was uh, he was trying to work the the saxophone. The, dra- the drag on his prodigious yeah. member slowed him down to a safe, comfortable speed. He was, yeah, he was playing the skin flute this time. He, uh, oh, God. he was he was parachuting into Atlantic- the woodwind. Atlantic- <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Atlantic City, and um, uh, this wind blows over the Atlantic Ocean, and That's true. um, he's uh, he's getting pushed out to sea. He doesn't want to ruin his clothing, so he then starts holding the parachute with his teeth. As he disrobes. Wait. Uh, that is like, listen, man, you know, I'll, I'll rip open a, a thing of beef jerky with my teeth, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, my hands. This guy's like, let me hold on to this parachute with my teeth. Yeah. And then Jaws from Moonraker. Well, the Jaws is pretty strong. uh, So then he gets down. He gets down to his underwear, and he said, "They said that another strong blast of wind blew his undershorts off. Clean off. Clean off, making him the first nude parachutist." Wait, so, so was he in the plane? Like he didn't want to ruin his clothes, and no, 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 he jumped out of a plane. So, but he didn't want to ruin his clothes by landing in the water. Yes. But But where did his clothes go? Right. Oh, did he hold them? He would hold them. Yeah. Above his. Yeah. That's fun. Did, he, he, did pro- he do the thing where he like pulls the pants over his head? He maybe like, he had an overhead compartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. So this is all making sense. Well, you got to be careful because some items may have shifted during. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, he just he lands, and I don't mean there's got to be a clever saying like. Hell of a wind up there. It's like, I gotta get these clothes off. I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> <Kid. laughs> First guy to shit while parachuting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Someone's done it. Yeah. Sickos. No, man, come on. It's scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, I mean, if they took their pants off and then did it, it was like premeditated. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably the best way to do so it. So I think yeah. I think part of the thing, too, with the guy from Chicago uh, in the fist fight is that there was, he's, he's an American, too, in the, you know, the Ethiopian Air Force, um, you know, and you get like, but I think there's maybe ideas that, uh, that Hubert was maybe trying to embezzle funds. From the uh, from the Air Force, the weapons dealer, you say? Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's maybe why he, you know, he left so quickly when uh, you know Franco was coming in. Not Franco, excuse me, uh, Il Duce. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe there was tension there that was like professional jealousy, rivalry, or whatever. And also maybe, maybe he really was sketchy. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe he didn't have the best interest of Ethiopia in mind. Uh, he also did uh, in '31. He was doing uh, whiskey to the East Coast. Oh, okay. Um, From Canada. Nice. I mean, yeah. you know, the fuck, like fuck those like those bootleggers with their their silly cars with the fake 
fake wood and, windows and even and after stuff. all that, the Kennedys still got him out of jail. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's convenient. And I think I well, think, the Kennedys. I mean, maybe he was getting it. Well, right. well, the, the 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 rumor is that uh, no, Pop, he, Pops Kennedy was. It's not a rumor. It's fact. No, it's not completely fact. Oh, dude, come on. It's fact. Thanks, man. There, there was there was there was. It's not confirmed that the guy named Kennedy was their dad, Kennedy, who's the bootlegger. Oh. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of money, man. Where'd they get that money? Stock market. He did. He did have a lot of wise investments. That is true. And yeah, very you know what a good wise investment is. Pooch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could just be you know one of those scurrilous rumors. You know what I mean? The Irish were mm. funded by booze. Very. How creative of you, Aaron. Well, it, it, this way it brought them up uh, to everyone else's level instead of dragging them down. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Not like those noble fucking fascist Spaniards over there looking the other way and hoping nobody fucking minds. Oh, anybody ever calls them as swarthy colonizers, you know? <laughs> Bringing, you know, smallpox to the, oh, wonderful Native Americans who didn't, who didn't have syphilis and weren't eating each other. Hmm. Well, when you put it that way, yeah. were they eating each other? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a big concept. No idea. Some, some, no idea. No yeah, idea. some yeah. of them were eating each other. Maybe like in uh, up there and down there, down there, down there, down there. Yeah. Oh, and way down there. Yeah, by the Chattahoochee. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get it hotter than those. Pussy down there. <laughs> I don't eat anything. Any any <laughs> I don't know. I got sense. <laughs> I thought this was Gita. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the Goring uh, thing was a great move. Right, you know? publicity, publicity. Yeah, and it was just a thing too. Or like you know, um, when he first comes to the states, obviously, like you know, he he went to to, to, to um, you know, I think he could get a license, and um, the only people like like black person that would walk in there would, would be doing something with with food. Right, and the guy like laughed him out, like being like, "It's no fucking way!" Like 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 a, like a plane air, air, airplanes yeah. in there in that day. Uh, you know, like in the 20s, 23, whatever, 24, like you wouldn't even be allowed to land at yeah. an airport if you were black. I don't know how they could tell. You know what I mean? If some of these guys, like, right, they could tell. Well, he was fucking... jumping out of the plane with his clothes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he would have the white guy land. Well, you, it's true. You could tell because like white guys always fly like this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't they just have like a white dummy up front <laughs> waving to gra- like yeah, air traffic control? They got the autopilot from airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Kareem's behind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's also the, what, I, you know, what I'm, I'm hyping about the uh, the uh, thing in uh, Patreon about Father Divine is that it was you know a very insular community, um, and there was a lot of you know. Black folks with cooperating with each other mm-hmm. who, you know, especially for for uh, coming out of depression times, were doing quite well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of, you know, cooperation, uh, you know, fucking just taking care of people that fell on hard times and then bringing them in. And, you know, so there was also like money to go around uh, just in, in the black community for a uh, black aviator. Mm-hmm. He could get all, all of his contracts, you know, from some of these right. handful of well-to-do people. Yeah. But also he did, you know, he's showing up. He's pretending to be Canadian royalty. He's got the British accent. So, and, and there was, you know, also, you know, to their credit, there was a handful of uh, uh, Italian guys and, uh, you know, um, you know, just regular old white Americans, um, that were down to promote regular old whites. Oh <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, 
White wasp, white Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pilot. A guy named Chamberlain, you know, is right. pretty, yeah. as white as it gets. Well, you know, like, you know, a guy like Lawson who's uh, involved in but early the, aviation, and they were, and they were just kind of like, you know, whoever's got the balls to go do crazy aviation uh-huh. stuff and the know-how. Yeah, uh, you know, let's do business. Um, yeah, and I think the difference between him and someone like Alfred Lawson who did a couple flying things and then tried to go bigger and bigger and bigger and then stopped doing stuff. Like, yes. this guy continued to fly. Yeah. Which made it so much easier to build a reputation of... Yeah. You know. Like, the other stuff, you know, like I'm saying, like, with, uh, you know, with some of his Italian benefactors, he also had, you know, like, the, the whiskey would uh, would definitely be mafia-related. Of course. Uh, and then I think he, he found out they were also pushing drugs in there, too. Um, so I think... And how did he feel about that? Do we know? Uh, it just said that he discovered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when he when he took a and sip. then he bought a Rolls Royce, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then he then he then he then he parachuted naked. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those things though, it's like yeah, he he really comes up against so many brushes in so many different ways against so many different groups of people. Yeah, that should kind of want his head, and he just but knows how to bounce like being, bounce I mean, around. Like, being yeah, useful yeah. is well, it's useful, uh, <laughs> and he could talk himself out of a lot of stuff. The, the Congo thing really woke him up. It was the mm. first time he wasn't able to talk himself out of something. Right. And he was only in prison for four months. But that... Yeah, that yeah. Only... <laughs> yeah. I know. We've had this discussion. Be, yeah, be... Like, it, I, not, it's not a judgment on you, but, like, he was... A, <laughs> He was in a Congolese prison for four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know... No, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't know anything. It could have been a really nice time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing not. No, probably. Yeah. Um, like, I'd rather be jumping out of planes naked than this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, at that point, there was already, uh, uh, you know, accounts of, of, uh, you know, tribes eating each other in the Congo. Yeah. Then, so, I'm sure it was a pretty hair-raising for him. had the Spanish come in, you know? (laughs) God almighty. What? Put an end to that right away. (laughs) If anybody's eating anybody, it's us eating the body of Christ. (laughs) And drinking. <laughs> and drinking the blood. And the piss. And, well, if there's time. <laughs> Can we eat Christ shit, sir? <laughs> if you want to be extra saved. <laughs> this is our saved plus. Sir. <laughs> sir, permission to eat his shit. <laughs> Corporal Copperfish, is that you? <laughs> we call him Colonel, not why you think. <laughs> The maze. <laughs> you think any of the early followers are like, I think Jesus just took a shit off. <laughs> Come on, let's go check it out. Let's go check it out. I'm going to check it out. Eat it up. But yeah, I mean, this, this is the turd of a carpenter. <laughs> so yeah, I, like, I'm, I'm fascinated by this guy because I'm like, how much of it was bullshitting? How much of it was uh, seeming foreignness? Wait, so... Wait, so um... We we haven't gotten to the the end of his life. The very end, he dies just in in like a, a military hospital in, in oh, okay. 1983. Very quiet. Wait, so he gets like so he he's a, he reti- he retired as 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 a private first rank private. Right. So wow. So he's still okay. So yeah. Okay. So he, he was he was honorably discharged then. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, he really always volunteered to fight. And, yes. And he right. earned him his U.S. citizenship. Yes, I mean, he volunteered yes. to fight in Ethiopia twice. Mm-hmm. He volunteered to fight in Finland. Mm-hmm. He volunteered to fight just as because. Uh, um, I think 
his plane know-how came into effect, but I think he he was not like in the Air Force. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was like in the fucking Marines or something. And then he just had to get out like out of sheer age. They had to discharge. Him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but by then it was like forty-five two. So it was like you know. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, I mean, I think what originally the Air Force was the Navy. Oh uh, yeah, for the United States, yeah, yes, yeah. our Air Force was the Navy, and yeah. in fact, this the Air Force. The Navy is the one that dropped the bombs, not even the Air Force. Because know? there was there there was no USAF at the time, or, or it was very nascent. That mm. I think the second largest Air Force in the world is the U.S. Navy, mm. next to the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. Uh, Priorities. Well, yeah, I mean in the Navy. No, I mean, anyways. Anyway, where are you going to go? The funny, I mean, you say that, that stupid thing my grandfather used to say, uh, like, it was, um, it was join the Navy, see the world, join the Air Force, see the next one. Yeah. And in reality, the truth is, it was, if you're on one of those boats, dude, it's over. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're getting fucking, like, you know, fucking torpedoed by the fucking German subs down there. What do you think? There's a bunch of lifeboats? Right. No, that, I mean, that's like most of the U boats were devastating. I would guess, like, compared to anything like, you know, the beaches, it's, it's, I would guess most of the infantry deaths are naval in the Second World War. Check me on that. That's a good vote for the no. U.S.? For the no, U.S.? No, I would, I would. I don't know. I feel like I there would were, say so. I, I feel like there maybe yeah. Yeah. I mean, weren't as many. Depend, I mean, what are you going to go row? That's that. That's that. That shit's going down. Yeah, baby. but there's more people getting gunned I think down. I think there was just more, more feet. More feet, boots yeah. on ground than there were boots in subs yeah, or on yeah, boats yeah. until after the, after WW two, but uh, the you know the casualty rate maybe maybe I I, I honestly imagine have Kowser, yeah, no clue. I would I would be curious to see. Um, I but, think I think it's kind of unsung. I think what, I, I, I would naval say, deaths in World War two. Yeah, yeah. I mean the U boats were devastating. It, it doesn't make for a good movie. <laughs> I mean, that's you know what I mean. U five seven one. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, that's yeah, that's. Weird. I mean, that's like, but like, I was saying, like, just like a big ship going down and nobody. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Titanic There's... wasn't the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> Doesn't make for a good movie. Hello, <laughs> John. McFly. It doesn't make for a good movie. Big ship going down. Why? I mean, I'm talking about it was, it was a sad day I'm with talking, that great I'm ship. Talking about a war movie, not a disaster film. Well, they fought the iceberg. The iceberg one. Yeah. But no, no, I, I, I would rematch. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I guess we're off topic now. But I would say that we lost more infantry than uh, men in boats. Okay, yeah, uh, that would be my guess too. Just because of just the disparity in 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 numbers, not in in actual like per capita death rate. And I, like, I mean, you know, if your if your boat gets torpedoes, torpedoed, you're all dead. That's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, but it's, it's, but it's, I just don't think that were that there were that many boats until after, just like all around Japan, dude. That's like all those islands and shit, but bro. Yeah, but the, but no, the German U-boats were more dangerous than what the Japanese Navy was was doing. What crashing planes into them? But also, they said the same thing. They would say the same thing about, um, you know, Tiger tanks versus the Sherman. Was that mm-hmm. like, yeah, there were the 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 Tiger tanks could take out, you know. 10 Shermans, but there were a hundred Shermans for every tiger. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, and the Panzers, they're flipping like little raptors all around. Oh, they would come in on, they would come in on one wheel sometimes. The that's Panzers. pretty cool, man. Shooting up at the sky, shooting down planes. No, no, that's I mean, but you know, if you got that option, why not? You know? Or doing the thing where they shoot, they shoot, <laughs> they're coming going, ausgezeichnet. Ah! <laughs> Maybe they shoot at the ground so they could fly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucking cool. This one's called Zadumbo. It's like they're like the whole like a Yosemite Sam situation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, flying is scary, but I think honestly, being on the ocean is scarier. Yeah, yeah. But then you can land. You can land your plane on an aircraft carrier. So you get best of both worlds. There's just yeah. There's some kind of looking around and you know you know parachutes or aeroplane safety appliance. Uh, amazing, amazing that that was the hold it with your teeth. Yeah. Um, well, I imagine it strapped it a little bit too. You know. But but I so many opportunities for this guy to die. Yeah, yeah. but but also to live to a ripe ripe old age, you don't see it coming for this guy. Well, that's it's kind of like he earned like the even the fake. Bullshit! Like he kind of like earned totally it. earned it. Oh yeah, you, you know? earned the right to lie. Yeah, like, or to embellish. Yeah, 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 yeah embellish. Yeah, I'm a fucking fine. colonel. Like the Canadians would be like, yeah, he's not a fucking colonel, but if he wanted to fly our planes, we would let him. I guess. Like the you know, it's like yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing you can say about uh, fucking Frank Abagnale. Right. Did, like, it, did he not earn it? Like yeah. My, well, well, my, there is a lot of dis- dispute about how much truth he was telling in his stories. What, when he was flying a plane through the sky with passengers? How are you going to fucking fake your way out of that? Uh, well, there's another pilot on the plane. Right, but you can't act. Yeah, you can't inflatable... be sick. Or you can be the third pilot. The guy who sits in the chair and while the other two guys fly. Okay, well, they might be pilots. They might be. Who's to say? I heard there were 21 pilots. This guy This guy was definitely a pilot. <laughs> we know that. Yes. Um... There I, are no stone temples around here. <laughs> we are just pilots. I just can't believe his... First flight is with the most successful mm-hmm. pilot of the entire British Empire, possibly. Yeah, it's the it's like the, what, what the fuck? I guess it would be the Allied Red Baron type. Yeah, of thing. and yeah, he's just yeah. all and all he's doing is just hanging around the like the air like the airstrip. Like, well, that used to be the that that's the thing that go to what you want to do. Yeah, yeah just hang yeah. around there till they yeah. hire you. It's yeah. like well. Now, not so much. Yeah, now they now they call the cops on you. Right. Yeah, uh, and maybe who knows? Maybe maybe even then he was bullshitting him. Maybe, but it it was, or maybe it was just like, "Hey, kid, there was nothing else. Yeah. Let's go up." Yeah, yeah, and also, you know, there's there are some people who are really good at at at. They become good teachers just because they are excited to talk about the thing. Yeah, you know, and they want to tell people about it. And maybe that was the perfect guy to go up with because he's like, "Oh, like he, hey, this is this, this is this," and he's just so excited about flying mm-hmm. that he's willing to just share everything with this kid because he loves. Just talking about flying. Yeah, so yeah. That's a perfect yeah, guy. There's, there's a roll of dice of like and finding then, somebody who's as excited about yeah. you as you are. And yeah, also yeah. knowing that, that that kid is going to be like, the, my first exposure to it was a guy dying. <laughs> and you go yeah. like, man, you really mean it, don't yeah. you? Because mm-hmm. I am. Most I, people I, are shied away. Yeah, <laughs> most people go like, fuck that. It's like the guy who like blows his hands up for firecrackers. And then you're like, I, I want to get into pyrotechnics. <laughs> you're like, what? 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 It's well, awesome. You, most, know, most, you know what the price is. Most people are walking away from that air show in Trinidad yeah. going, let's take the boat. Why are they <laughs> yeah. doing this? Okay, let, let's, let, let's join with Tobago and we just do both. And yeah. like, but in his like recounting of it, he's just going, like, he's just talking about the glory of, of the few minutes that he was yeah. going up and doing crazy shit. And he goes, then his engine goes out. And you're like, can't really blame him. You know, yeah, you it's know, not so, his fault. It's not supposed to go out. Someone saw Icarus fall to his death and went, you know, feathers. You know, that's actually until the crash. Yeah, that it was, was a his pretty dad. It was a pretty good <laughs> idea. That's kind of true, too, right? If he's thinking about what if Frank had the airplane safety yeah, appliance. If only, yeah. if only <laughs> he had the parachute. Yeah. It's kind of a really fucking, man, that's really sad in a way. Well, then, no, I mean, was he goes. Like thinking about trying to save your hero and then making a thing that could have done it. Well, no, that's that. Jesus that, that's, Christ, that's an origin story. Yeah, that's an origin Absolutely. story right there. Yeah. yeah, fuck. I mean, that's you know, Spider-Man 
Yeah. You know? If only I was a professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. If only I stuck to wrestling, yeah. I would have been able to make no, enough it's money. A, it's absolutely an origin story, and that's yeah. uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. He's a real, real wild man. Yeah, and just, I mean, to live, just being 80. Like, and, <laughs> and, 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 and how about this, too? Like, there must have been, they must have come to some conclusion along the lines of, what his son said. When I say they, I mean the CIA. <laughs> because you don't let this guy just kind of live out his days in the States if you're like, where does he stand and with who? Like, they must have been like, this guy is just a sheer capitalist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know? And that we can trust. <laughs> yeah, that's the So one. long as we pay him. Yeah. Yeah. I, but also, he's 80 and, like, he's in a bed. Well, no, I mean, by the time he retired, shit, it was shortly after that stuff. Yeah, I guess, like, what, 60s? So... Yeah, he's well. He's, he's sixty. Yeah, so I mean, so, it, yeah. you know, sixty-five. Six-year-olds six can get a lot of stuff done. Uh, you know, at least make some phone calls. Yeah, you know. And I guess he's probably getting some kind of pension and stuff. Like, yeah, and he made some wise investments. Made some, you know, yeah. He saw the rules, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there, there is a lot of that south, like you know, northern coast of South America stuff going on at the time. Yeah. But um, oh yeah. yeah, God knows how many things this guy did that we just never heard of. Right, you know. Mm. And this guy was a loudmouth, but I'm sure there was just a lot of stuff where he was like, "I'm I only, I'm only loud about those things, so you don't ask about the other ones." Yeah, hmm. there's a thing there too, though, where you go like, you know, um, people are like, "Why is he talking?" And you go like, at that point, it was just kind of important to show somebody that you could be an important rich black businessman. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it is yeah, important. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can seem show offy and. It, Kind of bit him in the ass, right? And and, and, it, and it, there's a predilection for, of course, for, there's narcissism and ego feeding there. Well, that, that's not what, what I meant to say is that you know there is we do we do as a culture have a bias to focus on that. Like, imagine if Elon Musk was black, mm -hmm. and the racist stereotypes we would foist upon him, right, about yeah. being a braggadocious, yes, right, right. Bla yes. black, you know, moneyed man, right, yes, you know, um, so so right. he he could be a victim, he he could be seen as a victim of that as well, right, um, it's just you know, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. worth asking. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, sure, he, yeah. yeah, he's, I mean, he's braggadocious, right? He's yeah. not, he's like you know, he's not a, he's not talking, uh. uh it sounds like he's 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 braggadocious just because right. he's not white. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I hadn't thought of that, but that yeah. Well that's because could, you're could... you know, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, really I really like his story. Uh I you know, um I I didn't get to watch the whole three and a half hour doc. Um, but I read a lot of articles, everything from uh uh Black History magazines to the Smithsonian mm -hmm. to Encyclopedias and Wikipedia and um you know, some magazines Pedialyte. just wrote chapters just about the Guatemala thing. Pedialyte? What's what? <laughs> Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. Wikipedia. Uh, um, Expedia, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there was, there, there was one article that was just taken with how he kind of got away with the whole Guatemala thing. And mm. uh, I think... So the CIA, so, you know... I think a lot of, I think a lot of stuff was uh, maybe... Um, also because he he was uh, heir royalty, mm. you know they didn't really want to fuck with him, and um, you know the guy had Let him eat. the guy had, had volunteered to go and fight against the Russians, and you know and the, the Italians and the, Italians yeah, yeah. And the Germans. So like he's fighting the good fight, there, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it, Everybody it, it, gets it, some scraps from the table. 
Yeah, it's it's really amazing. Just I mean, he 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 found his path, and then he found the paths mm-hmm. at, along the path. You know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what an incredible life! I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy too to think like. When you, you're you're doing this stuff like to the air and you're going like okay well the air is like the new thing and it's you know gonna become this main thing but then you like you see its main use of course is always in war and then the war ends and you go like well ours did <laughs> and you go like well, well maybe war doesn't stop either right you know, you know um it doesn't uh huh but it, it it is you know war is always. We have a really good knack of using war to carve out new markets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So when the war is over, it's like, well, what do we do with all this stuff? And it's like, yeah. well, we sell stuff with it. Well, that, that yeah. was the thing, too, right? So there was a thing of, of when he first started the business, uh, it was just transport. Uh, and then he just saw what tickets things in countries that had military campaigns going for were getting. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you just basically double the price of anything. Yeah. Because they're thirsty to win. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, I'm not turning that down. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, he, you know, he, he, he was such a, a niche thing about finding things, like I said, with those cannon shells. Yeah. Once uh, they had told him to fuck off uh, the Guatemalan government because of the Rolls Royce and hearing about that stuff, he was like, okay. And then they just, had, they, they they just, they just had to call him back because there was nobody else could that could deliver. deliver. Also, kind of a weird thing to be like. And a guy who's selling us these cannons, you know, he drives a really rich car. Yeah. Like, does that surprise you? It's also one of those things, uh, speaking from experience. Uh, with your arm stealing. <sighs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> it's like, you kind of, ex- you don't want to buy shit from the guy who doesn't have nice shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, like I don't subscribe to that ethos, but there are there there is a large section of various markets where they're like, oh well, you know, he's he's good at what he does because he drives a Mercedes and has a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever that thing, whatever the thing is as the as the mm-hmm. symbol of success. Sure, it's like sure. well, he must be good. Yeah, yeah. But he, if he, a guy rolls up in you know a car that's falling apart and his shoes got his big toe fi- like falling out of yeah. it. Yeah. The first thing is not he's frugal and good with money. It's he's Broke and bad at his job. Yeah, but there was there was some aspects of of that because uh, the Rolls Royce is there, and that that announces things. The paint job sucks. But for the uh, I think for one of those deals, he had like mortgaged his house, right? And so it was a thing where like it's all or nothing on this. It's all or nothing on this, and at a point where it had become, I would say, too high stakes. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's for losers like us. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, bro, just fucking, I don't know, but the, uh, pick another country. Right. <laughs> you know, like, um, but uh, yeah. He probably also flew planes with Rolls Royce engines and was like, mm-hmm. I'm a brand. There you go. Yeah. Rolls yeah. Royce. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, a fascinating, <laughs> fascinating character. Um, I did try to get those Merv Griffin and Johnny Carson interviews. I could not find them anywhere. Fuck. Uh, I am sure. You know, it says here that you want. Uh, if anybody could find them, I, I see. Jumped uh, out of a kind of a, ready for this? Pilot, he yeah. jumped out of a plane with his cock flying in the wind. Now, can, and, we, uh, yeah. can we see that cock? Can no, we, see that? That? we have a clip. Hey, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, I love time. that. Um, uh, I can. Uh, he's one of those guys that's gonna meet Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, fucking asking for tips on knocking out the other guy. Yeah. Getting the tips. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, let's uh, let's call it there. We're gonna uh, do the Patreon now, I think, mm-hmm. and we yeah. will get into uh, Father Divine, oh, another mysterious character who would uh, commission um, 
flights from our friend Hubert Fontelroy Julian. Uh, welcome, one Rick. Welcome beyond them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Pita. Matt Brazil. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Podcast Network.